0: Eric B's daily vlogs. All right, another episode of the daily podcast and the daily vlogs with me, Eric B. Today I got a special guest again from the Fox TV hit, The Cleaning Lady. Yes, you guys are wondering who else do I have? I have Cosima Cabrera coming on today, who played Gabby in two episodes. Episode five, I think it was um, the icebox and then the Lines. Then at the same time, she's going to join us in a few minutes. But first, as we always do, we got to get this started. So let's get this started. Welcome everyone, it's The Daily Podcast and The Daily Vlogs and I am your host, Eric B. Happy Monday to everyone, happy first day of the hour that was stolen from us. Could have sworn we voted all that off, right? We voted to get rid of daylight savings, but here we are and we still have, and you can tell from the bags under my eyes that it's still here. But today we have a special guest coming on with us. We have Cosima Cabrera from the Fox TV hit, The cleaning lady, I'm ready to bring her in. Give me a thumbs up if you're ready. You ready? All right, she's giving me a thumbs up, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, here we have Cosima Carrera. Hi. Giving you a little uh, applause button there. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing well. Happy Monday. It is Monday. It is the first day of... I guess daylight savings. How how is that how is that treating you down in LA?
1: I honestly had no idea it was daylight savings.
0: <laughs> Lucky.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's daylight savings. Yeah.
0: Good to know. No, yeah, I mean it was like last yesterday last night i'm like oh my god it's seven o'clock and it's like oh my god it's eight o'clock it's like what's going on here what what, what, why is it going so so fast but cosima thank you for jumping on and like i do with all my guests please please go ahead and introduce yourself
1: hi uh i'm (laughs) cosima most people call me cosy actually um But uh, yeah, nice to meet you guys.
0: (laughs) Cosima Cabrera, who plays Gabby from the Fox TV hit, um, The Cleaning Lady. Um, We're gonna talk about The Cleaning Lady in a second, but there's a couple things that I wanna bring up, Um, a couple achievements that you had as an actress. And first of all, let's start off with um, what made you wanna be an actress?
1: I started acting when I was six, and um, I was actually a child actor. And I watched a lot of TV when I was five. Um, I watched Friends, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and The Simpsons a lot, wow. which I guess is unusual for a five-year-old. But those were, <laughs> I had this tiny little TV with 10 channels, and those were the channels <laughs> I watched. Um, and um, what I remember was that I just wanted to be on the TV, too. Um But and so that was always like how I remember I started acting like I grew up in L.A. So my mom um, got me an agent and I started out with background work. Um, I got my SAG card when I was seven. Um, So I was I was really young. Um, But um, yeah, it, it wasn't until later that my mom told me that what what actually happened although all of that was true but my dad had a heart attack when I was five and I think my mom was starting to think that if I acted it might help pay tuition because um my dad could possibly die and um Mm -hmm. and so she asked me like oh do you want to act and then that's what like, ignited a flame, and I was like, yes, yes, and I remember just, like, saying over and over again, I want to be on the TV right now, right now, right now, um, um, and I remember when I did, like, my first commercial, I was, like, I was six, and I thought it was going to appear on the air literally that night, um, (laughs) But it does. I learned it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that when my mom explained to me that story, things started to make sense because I was like, "What five-year-old can draw a connection that like the people in the TV are actually human beings?" You know. And I realized after it was because my mom explained that
0: to me. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) What was the commercial? Can you, can you share what the commercial was? Do you remember what the commercial was?
1: It was for Comerica Bank.
0: Okay. 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 It's nice. How was it? I mean, you know, you growing up in LA and you just mentioned that your mom asked you if you wanted to get into acting and you said you were watching all these TV shows and you said, I want to do it. Is that just something that if you lived outside of LA, do you think you still would have thought that way?
1: Probably, um, I mean, growing up in LA, I guess, is like pretty inherent in like my, like my DNA, I guess, and that definitely influenced my story. Uh, my parents probably they are who they are because. The my dad grew up mostly in LA. He was born in Mexico, but he moved to East LA when he was four. My grand, my, or my mom grew up in Northern California and then moved down to LA. So it's like LA is pretty inherent to like all of our stories, yeah. but so it's hard to imagine me living anywhere else actually, or growing up anywhere else. Uh, I mean, um, but yeah, it's like, I, 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 I I don't see myself having wanted to do anything else um, growing up. If that makes sense. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, you know, because you always hear like actors or actresses. They always either it's either if you're not going to New York to be a Broadway actor, you're moving down to L. A. and you're trying to find your your way in L. A. But you growing up in L. A. You found your niche. You found something you wanted to do, and and you're you're. I've seen some of your clips, and you're really good at what you do. Um, 2015, you have the award of merit, special mention at the Indie Fest for a short called "The Ninth Girl," right? Yes. Something you produced, right? You want to talk about that?
1: I did. I did do that. Yeah, um, that was a, a project that I was. Um, really passionate about it was about sexual assault and um that was a topic i really cared about um so i i when i actually when i auditioned i initially wasn't a producer but um the director asked me um if i wanted to take on the role of producer and start submitting it to film festivals and it got into a couple festivals um so that was a really cool project to work on. It was really meaningful.
0: How hard is it to work? I know six, I watched a couple of shorts when it comes to making films. How difficult is it making a short, producing a short versus a full length? Because you got to try to get your your word out in six minutes. You have to try to let the crowd know, hey, this is what's going on. And we're letting you know in six minutes, this is exactly what I want you to see.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um that is a challenge of it, and this one was actually a silent film um surprisingly enough, so that adds its own layers and dimensions as well
0: and those are those are a cool i mean there's a couple of shorts that i've seen that, like you said, it's just the acting and you're putting more into the acting versus me telling you what I want you to hear. I mean when you said silent, i'm pretty sure it was. Just you acting, you acting out what was going on and letting us feel what you were feeling. And and to me, I, I would I love watching shorts just because there's more into what a shorts in. And then I started thinking about like, God, what did you go through to think of this and have to put it out in six minutes? That's that's like crazy, crazy in a good way. Right.
1: It is. Yeah. De- definitely
0: in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Well, I mean, you, you, you definitely, you know, your, your character in the cleaning lady is just one of those, like the cleaning lady is epitome to a lot of, you know, not just the Filipinos, but a lot of immigrants in the United States. And in that one episode where you did the ice box episode, where you are just a normal day, you're going to work, you guys are having fun on the bus, doing what you normally do. And then, you know, you guys get raided and then now you're like you're, you you your mom sense comes in you're like yeah, I got to pick my kids up they're at school and but here I am in 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 this box how was it how did you find you know Gabby in that situation
1: um my dad was an immigration lawyer so i grew up hearing stories about undocumented immigrants getting deported, him working on cases, him have, having a lot of difficulty getting judges to, you know, grant grant lawful permanent residency, green cards, whatever, you know, him putting his heart and soul into these cases and sometimes it going num- nowhere, sometimes it going somewhere. So it was a really personal role for me to enact um, and my dad actually passed away in 2019 and when he did I had to close down his business so I was basically in charge of um, you know his, his assistant um, for two weeks after he passed away returned files to the clients and everything and he had over a hundred open cases when he passed away so she was able to return like about 75 files And, um, there were still files that were remaining that, and then there were files that fell through the cracks and like, it it was, it was, it was a lot. Like some of his clients, I did get deported. Um, I think one of his clients, yeah, what my, my dad's mentee, he mentored a lot of other lawyers, went to court, I think the day he died and then they find out, they found out like at court that his lawyer had passed away, their lawyer had passed away and they were like crying. And so it's like, I got a taste a little bit of what it was like to be my dad. Um, in those weeks after he passed away. And I mean, even before he passed away, I did help him out with cases. I did translations of legal documents and everything. Um, but, and my mom was actually an immigration attorney herself when she was in her early, I think, her 20s. So, you know, she didn't do that line of work um, when she was raising me. But um, stories of undocumented immigrants have always been really dear to my heart because I was raised by an immigration lawyer. So I, I already had, like, a lot of heart for this character. Yeah. And I also did watch a couple documentary series on Netflix as well to prep for this, um, Living Undocumented and then Immigration Nation. I recommend those for anyone. Um, But, yeah, it was a lot of, you know, that type of research and, and just the personal experience I have with my dad that influenced my preparation for this role.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those roles where, you know, and and in my past interviews with with Miranda, I said episodes like that makes us realize what immigrants are going through on a day to day. You know, you're always looking over your shoulder, um, and when you do get caught, the the things that you don't think of is who's gonna take care of my kids, who's gonna you know pick my kids up. It made that situation real for the ones who doesn't go through it and it's like every day these poor immigrants who are working here and just trying to make a living for their family just trying to support their family has to look over their shoulder every day but they also you know sometimes they don't think about what's plan b just in case something like this happens um in that episode it was just like you know you and martha you guys were just the way you guys were with each other you're like i got your back i'll make sure you know martha's character fee was like you know i'll make sure your kids are picked up it's that closeness it's like wow this this show you know it's just like it's it's on another level and it's what it's one of those yeah. levels where it's not just the main characters it's the supporting cast that's around it that's making the show and it's one of those shows where it's like i'm really hoping for a season two just hopefully we see Gabby come back and it's like, you know, Gabby needs to come back in season two. And it's like, show us with Gabby and her kids there. Right.
1: Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah. Cause there was a little nod to it in episode five when, when they say I'll, I'll look after your kids and everything. So I yeah. want, I want to yeah. see what happens there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, who was your, you're growing up when you said, "Okay, I'm going to be an actress." You were, you're, you got acting at six. Was there an actor, or actress, or was there anyone that you looked up to that influenced you to be? I want to be just like them.
1: Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I I I really looked up to Sean Penn, wow, and nice. I also really looked up to Drew Barrymore. Nice. Um, who's like. I feel like she's such an underrated actress, but because um, she's known mostly like for rom-coms. But and this is like such a corny movie to have as your favorite movie. But my favorite movie has never been Kissed, and um, I've seen that like twenty-eight times. Yes. Um, and then yeah, Ever After, like that was that was a movie I watched with my dad. I also watched Never Been Kissed with my dad. Um, but yeah. I, I, I thought Drew Barrymore was, like, you know, I, I, I could see myself in her. Like, like uh, I think there was a documentary, it was called My Date with Drew, about the guy who, like, wanted to have a date with Drew Barrymore. Um, and they talked about, like, how she is in real life. And it's a combination of her character and Never Been Kissed and Charlie's Angels. Like, yeah. the dorkiness of Never Been Kissed. Like, she was she was a lit major who I think was really... Into Shakespeare and she's a writer and she's this big nerd and I like I could see myself in in her and that character and I think that's what like a really strong actor does is like people can see themselves in that character that they're playing and they get to relate to that person um yeah which like this just reminded me. Speaking of Shakespeare, when I was in college, uh, I was I double majored in theater and literature, and I uh, my thesis for my lit major was banishment in Shakespeare. Nice. And I didn't really realize it until afterwards, but I realized that uh, banishment is essentially deportation, Yeah. and it's just a you know older name for it. And I, I didn't really realize until after I had finished writing the thesis that I was like partly drawn to that topic on a, a subconscious level, having been raised by an immigration lawyer. And um, one of the things I talk about in, um, in my, my thesis was like over and over and over again, it's repeated in Shakespeare, the theme that banishment is worse than death. So I wanted to explore why that is, and um, what, I, what I discovered was, like, because you're – it's, like, just the way it is today. Like, it was a little bit exacerbated back then because there was such an unknown. Like, they didn't have airplanes or anything like that. So, yeah. like, going elsewhere was, like, a complete unknown, and then transportation was, like, you know, carriages on, like, ro- rocky pebbles and stuff like that. But it was the, um, the idea that you're going to be disattached from your loved ones. And it's like uh, there was like a theme that I saw of like half of your heart, you're being split open. Half of your heart is like being split. Yeah. And I think that really, I, I mean, I wish I had had the foresight to connect. that to like immigration today. But it, it does really echo like what we talk about in The Cleaning Lady and everything of the um, – the separation of families and like how part of you, like if you're separated from your child, it's like a part of your heart yeah. is like taken away from you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. just, we went through that, you know, not we, but you know, th- th- us went through that just a few years ago when, you know, they were trying to come over and they were taking the families away from the kids. I mean, it's, it's, the cleaning lady is one of those stories where it's not, false in in a lot of senses because it's really happening we just don't really see it and then when we finally do see it it's kind of like wow this is really going on this is you know it's 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 heartbreaking when I see that when I see kids who are not with their families and they're sitting alone on a cold concrete and in that episode five that pretty much you know you guys pretty much showed what was really going on right
1: totally yeah and I I was so honored to be a part of it and, and, you know, I, I, you're right. Like this is happening every day and I think more stories need to be told about that, Yeah. um, to shed light on that. And so I really tip my hat off to the cleaning lady for choosing to go into that, um, I want to see more stories about undocumented immigrants portrayed in television.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, this this is a positive thing also. It's one of those things where for the longest time, like I just said earlier, we didn't know this was happening. You know, you hear these stories, but then now it's being shown on cleaning ladies. We're watching it on the news. We're seeing it day to day. And it's like it's it's one of those things that it needs to be addressed. And we need to definitely find a solution and fix it to where everyone's happy in, in, in a good sense. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, the government needs to do a better job on trying to figure out what they can do to help, you know, these people who are just trying to come over and make a better life for themselves. Definitely. You speak, um, you speak a couple languages, uh, besides English the Spanish, French and Italian, correct?
1: I do. Yeah. I um, had a multilingual upbringing. Um, my parents uh, both speak different languages, um, so they wanted me to be multilingual. So they sent me to a French elementary school. Wow! So I went to um, Le Lycée International um, de Los Angeles, which is it's Lila. It's in Los Feliz. It's like a French immersion school. So I started speaking French when I was three. That's where I went to elementary school. And then, um, you know, even though my dad is from Mexico, I think was too lazy to speak Spanish um, <laughs> around me. So, so my mom sent me to an Argentinian school on the weekends to learn Spanish. And then um, I actually started learning Italian during the pandemic. Oh, wow. um, it was actually inspired from acting because I, I think I was going out for a couple Italian roles and it's so similar to French and Spanish. It's so it was just like an easy ad. And um, yeah, that's that's how I like made my living as an actor was like tutoring French and Spanish. And then I started tutoring Italian, too. Oh, so it nice. came, came in handy. Yes. Uh, Unbeknownst to my parents, it would be my like side hustle.
0: <laughs> just want to throw this out there. You mentioned Los Feliz in uh, Los Angeles, and this is my Disneyland nerd knowledge right here. It's that areas where Walt Disney first had a home and he first did the Walt Disney Studios um, in Los Feliz. Oh. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Why? I know? I don't know. I'm a big Disney cool. fan, so. Um, I-
1: that and I live in Los Feliz right now. Oh,
0: so nice! Every time cool. I drive down to LA, I would say, "There's, the, there's the exit right there, right off five. Just got to go down." I forget the wow. name, the, the street that he's on, but I know the Walt Disney Studio was right down the street from the house where Walt's uncle lived for for a while. So,
1: oh, interesting. Well, yeah, there is Prospect Studios, um, which is ABC Disney. So maybe it's around there. That's- yeah. That's in Los Angeles.
0: That's cool. I got to tell you where it is because I, I, I don't know where it is like streetwise. I just drove by there one day and I'm like, this is it. This is the house. Um, you got to work with Cedric the Entertainer, the you know, comedian in the neighborhood. How was it working with Cedric? Is it, I get this. I get a lot of people who are like, when you see someone like a Kevin Hart or Cedric the Entertainer, they take over the show in a way where you can't just control yourself but but laugh so much because they're just so funny. Was it like that working with Cedric, the entertainer? Um,
1: thankfully, I did not laugh in any of the takes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think what was really cool about working on a multi-cam is they do, I was on that set for, I believe, three days. Okay. And they okay. do two days of rehearsal before they shoot. And they work it like a play. So when they do rehearsals, they, and it's all on one set. It's on one stage. Um, so they, um, they do the full episode all together, oh, wow, um, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, they rehearse it. They start with the, you know, the cold open or the teaser, and then they go to scene one, scene two, scene three, whatever. And we're all like traveling in the set together. Um which I thought was so cool. Um, yeah. And then, and then the third day is like when we start shooting.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: yeah. So that was really cool.
0: Nice. If you had to pick a genre of, of TV or film um, comedy drama, what would you, what would you Kosima feel comfortable playing?
1: I mean, the best of both worlds and do a dramedy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I it's it's so hard. It's like choosing between like two of your kids. Um, I I love both drama and comedy. I I did spend a lot of time in L.A. and like in the in the comedy scene. I did stand up. I did improv. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I, I feel like my heart pulls a little bit more towards drama. Okay. Um, but I I love both of them and. I think that's what's cool about a dramedy is you can do both
0: well your character gabby is pretty it's pretty it's kind of like a drama you know you play the serious role in the cleaning lady um if i ask this question to a lot of the guests that i have if you can pick a movie or a play and be that main character in a movie or play what would that movie be Hmm,
1: that's a great great question
0: Um, i know it's one of those questions where it's like you know i'm always thinking like if i had a role or if someone said hey eric jump in a movie and we want you to play the leading role in this movie i mean i'm a sci-fi guy so it's always going to be something star wars or something like that right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if i had a lightsaber in my hand i'd be like yes or or i could even do something you know disney wise if there was a live action Disney film that, that I would do. That's just me, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I'm a big Shakespeare nerd, so maybe, you know, Lady Macbeth or something nice. like that. Nice. Um, there was a, there was a Charlize Theron movie that came out a few years ago and I, I felt really drawn to one of the characters, the character she played. And I don't remember the name of the the movie. Um, it was, um, Yeah, one where she played like a a author who was like a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, that movie, which I don't know the name of, which is super helpful right now.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's right. It's. I mean, you as a you as an actress in L.A. doing the things that you do, inspiring all these young ladies that you know. Hey, I can do this if I can do this. Now you started at six. You know, you're you're you did commercials, and now you're in this big network you know fox doing the cleaning lady and the good thing about your character is they didn't kill you off so we're gonna see you again you know you're you're definitely gonna come back you have kids that you have to take care I hope of so. <laughs> <laughs> um how was it on the set there i see you guys you know i follow a lot of um you know miranda's group you know martha's group elodie's group how was it on the set with you guys you guys look like you guys are always having fun you guys are having a blast how was it is it like that
1: yeah Um, I, I thought it was, like, one of the funnest sets I've ever been on, um, and that was largely because, uh, Martha and Elodie were so awesome. Like, they made me feel so welcome and, yeah, a part of the gang, like, from day one, like, um, I only had one day on set in episode two and I was like, just that one day I was like, this is one of the best sets I've ever been on and I love the cast. So I was super excited to be back for episode five and yeah, that was like four days. Um, and yeah, like, like bonding for sure. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely like a really fun set to be a part of.
0: It looks fun. Even when you guys are on set and you're, you guys are showing us that just that scene, you know, um, uh, episode five, when you guys were cleaning the bus, I mean, did they tell you, Hey, act like you're having fun or did you guys just go ahead and act, you know, act crazy? That
1: bus was super hot. Um, (laughs) I bet it (laughs) was. It was, that was, and it was very like, so it was there was a little bit of some claustrophobic vibes going on um it it was very fun um the thing about like shooting anything is you have to do the same thing over and over and over and over again so I think it was like by the 15th million time that we were singing girls just want to have fun (laughs) we were maybe a little bit tired but um but it was still I mean it was like how often do you get to like be on a bus and just dance around with other yes. girls like and, you know it, it was awesome
0: we got one comment here from douglas who who constantly who's on my show all the time and he just says aloha everyone loves the show thank you douglas for jumping on he's watching over on the youtube channel um the name cosima when i when i first spoke to you I, for some reason i kept wanting to say cosima but then you said it's cosima where does that name come from it's a name that i've Probably heard once, but I never had to say over and over and over again. I was watching one of your YouTubes where you guys were doing a movie review, um, and I forget the guy's name, and he just kept going, Cosima Cabrera, Cosima Cabrera. That's how I was right before you got on. I was just like, Cosima, Cosima. <laughs> where does the name come from? It's a, it's a pretty name.
1: Um, I believe it's Italian. My dad believed it was Greek, um, but I think... So it comes from the word cosmos. So I guess the root of it is Greek, but it's a com- I believe, a more common Italian name. Um, so it means cosmic of the cosmos. Nice. And um, my dad liked the name because he saw a movie. Um, and one of the characters was named Cosima. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, decided he wanted to name me that. And... Um, it was interesting because that the movie was based on an Alan Dershowitz book and it was a, based on real life. It okay. was about, I think, a murderer and his, his family and Cosima was his daughter and they had like a weird close connection. Um, and this comes full circle because when I went to college um, – Thank you. Beautiful name. Thank you. Um, When I went to college my freshman year, I went to Yale, and um, one of my first, like, acting classes, um, Alan Dershowitz's daughter was in the class. And I didn't actually know. I I knew it was based on some character in a movie, but I didn't know it was, like, an Alan Dershowitz film, screenplay based on his book, um, until my mom told me that. And she was like, yeah, you're in a class with... Alan uh, Dershowitz's daughter that his, her father is c- connected to how you got your name. So wow. that was, uh, th- that was a weird, like full, full circle. Full moment. circle,
0: Nice. Nice. I mean, it's a pretty name. It's like, again, I, you know, it's one of those names where when I saw your name, I'm like, okay, I can't, luckily your last name is easy, to, easy to pronounce. Um, if you had a last name, that's difficult to pronounce. I definitely would have been stuttering with the first and last name. Um, What are some of the difficulties you have as an actress? What are the the, the things that, you know, when you get into an audition, what are some of the struggles and the the hardship, I guess you can say, when it comes to being an actress?
1: I mean, the mere fact that it's extremely competitive can be challenging, but at the same time, it's also what makes it rewarding. Um, uh, Like, for the average person, I don't think the average person knows it's very difficult, but they don't know, like, the nitty-gritty and the details. Like, for one line on television, an actor has to beat out about 4,000 other actors. Like, because before even getting the audition, for just one line on television, I mean, depending on the show and everything, uh, uh, casting directors will get 2,000 to upwards of 4,000 submissions. So they have to narrow it down to you know, when it was in person, like, 20 to 40 people. Uh, now that it's, like, not as much in person and more self-tapes, it might be a little bit more. But it's, like, statistically, you have half of a 1% chance of just getting an audition. And those are, like, the actors who have agents. Yeah. So, like, even there, they're being 1 in 4,000, like, is is you're already, like, ahead of the pack. And so, like, just half of a 1% chance just to get an audition. So it's it's a victory just to get an audition. It may not feel like it. It may feel like a, just another part that you're getting rejected from. But, like, just, just to get that far is a victory. And then, like, then once you have gotten it, still, like, one out of 20, 40, if it's, like, a series regular and they might be seeing hundreds of people, who knows, like, it's still, like statistically it's a miracle when you book any job um so it's like that part um is challenging it also makes it super exciting when you do book a job i've gone uh years without booking a job at all like um you know in 2016 i booked like six different things had an amazing year three tv shows three movies um then when i think Two and a half years before I booked another job. Oh, Wow! Um, so and that's like common, just simply because of like the statistical odds of like working. Um, yeah. So you have to be in it for the long haul. You have to be, um, you, you comfortable with rejection. Um, you have to be. Um, yeah, and and it's also like not getting uh, attached, you know, to like a a role that you audition for. It's like you kind of put your heart and soul into something. Like usually you get one to two days, three days, four days, you know, maybe if you're lucky to turn something in and you like put your heart and soul into that thing for a couple days and then you just send it off, let it go nine times out of 10, you won't ever hear that anything. Um, Like I remember I had a callback for a movie um once and the casting director had requested several self-tapes for me before that this was the first time i think i was going in person for a callback with her and the directors and producers were there and the, the director just said like oh so nice to meet you we've seen your tapes so many times and I had no clue.
0: Wow. I
1: was like, uh, "Who? none of us have any idea what, what's happening to them. Yeah. We, we, like, you know, like, at least the associate or the casting director maybe watches it once. But beyond that, we have absolutely no clue. Wow. Like, you know, or even, like, how long they're watching it. Like, if they watch 30 seconds, decide, no, we're done. Like, absolutely no clue. So it's uh, – it's a it's a very unusual profession that requires like patience perseverance grit you know the the ability to not take rejection personally like that's that's a skill in and of itself so yeah. um but you know that's what also makes it rewarding at the same time
0: yeah you've been doing this since six, since the age of six so I'm pretty sure your skin is thicker than than others when it comes to you know you. Uh, auditioning for a part and them saying no we're not going to go with you and you're just like okay on to the next um you know for some people you know with me i don't take rejection well (laughs) so i'd probably be that guy that's going to be moping for like a month before i finally says all right let's try again in a different way but that's that's uh, the, the backstory of when it comes to actors and actresses that they don't, you know, Mark Ruffalo said it, how many, what he did, how many auditions just to get one role before he became, you know, the Mark Ruffalo that we know. And it's so, like, we don't see that. We always see is you guys on the screen, you know, you doing the best you can, you know, providing for us, showing us that like, wow, you know, Cosima's doing a great job here. But then we don't see what you had to do, what you had to, where you, what you, who you, I don't want to say step on, but you know, the people you had to step on to get to the, the character that you, that you have. And, and that's what I love about, you know, seeing you guys on TV. It's like, I see you on TV and I see that, wow, you're there, you made it, but we don't see the back end of it. Like what you had to do. And I'm pretty sure it's the same thing with the cleaning lady. Um, you, you, the auditions you had to get through just to get Gabby was probably, there was probably oh, what, 10 or 15 Gabbies that, that auditioned for that role. Right.
1: For the initial self tape, it could have been, I, 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 yeah, I have no idea, but it could have been as much as 40, 50. Yeah. And then for the callback, maybe 10, I don't, I, I have, see, we have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um But, um, yeah, it's, it, it does, I think you get more used to rejection the more you do it, but it's still, it's still always hard, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. If you could work with anybody right now, TV movie, who would it be?
1: (laughs) Um, uh, was your guest going to be Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore, yeah. I mean, that would be cool. That yeah. would be really cool. Um, I mean, they
0: need I, to do a Charlie's Angels reboot, reboot right? And then, you know... Cool.
1: I mean, I think I'd be great. I
0: think you'd be great. <laughs> I mean, you know... Well, what is yeah. it? There's a blonde, a brunette, and, uh, and a... Is it a, is it a dark-haired? Is that how the Charlie's Angels work? Is that how they did it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then there was the latest one. There was Kristen Stewart, Stewart right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And,
1: and then there was... I don't think they've ever had a Latina Charlie's Angels, so... I'm gonna be the first one. There you
0: go. I mean, <laughs> Charlie's Angels was ba- based in L.A. Come on, you have to have a Latina, you know, a Latina I, angel, ahead. right? Right? Yeah, you definitely. And they can actually make your name Angel. It's like, hey, my name is Angel. You know, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's so funny. Like Charlie is actually the name I used to go by when I was when I was like 12 in one of my acting classes. They, I don't think they like. Where they were confused by my name, so I just said, just call me Charlie, because I think I was like into Charlie's Angels or something. <laughs> um So I'm actually like writing a TV series myself right now, and Charlie is the name for that. It's based on my life. Charlie is the name for the character nice. I'm based off of.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. And that's what I love about it you know, you actors, and and I brought this up before in a couple of the interviews that I had, you can't just really devote on acting. You got to find another niche. And a lot of actors are writers, a lot of writers are producers. Um, What do you find more fulfilling for you, the acting part or the writing?
1: They're both really fulfilling. Um, The thing about acting is, or writing is, you can, you can't totally control if, you know if if someone picks up your pilot or whatever but you can control how much you write um like and so like for me like i've been working on this series i've been writing since like september of 2020 and like i've produced i've written a lot of content um so that part like feels empowering you can but at the same time like you can also act every day if you want to. Like, ideally, it helps to have another person.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, but you can do monologues every day. It's like, if you really just want to practice the craft of acting and you don't have an, the money for an acting class, do a monologue every day. Put it on camera and you'll get better that way. Nice. Um, yeah. They, they're, they're very similar um, Very similar muscles they're just like i guess slightly different parts of the body it's kind of how i view them
0: yeah cosima cabrera everyone who's watching we have cosima cabrera here from the cleaning lady um what's next for you what's what's next you did mention you're doing some writing you're doing some (laughs) writing what's next um small screen or big screen is there anything you can share with us
1: um, well, with, with my writing, I do have a producer who's shopping my pilot. It hasn't been picked up yet, but I, I hope it does nice. um, get picked up. Um, that, would be, that would be my dream, to answer your question. Like, dream role is my pilot gets picked up, and I'm starring in the series that I've written. Um, that would be a dream. I did shoot, I was working on set for, like, a major FX TV show last week. Um, that I can't say the name of yet, and I don't know when it's gonna be released, but um, but yeah, that nice. that will be coming out eventually um, and then in the meantime, I'm auditioning and um, putting vibes out there that I book another job um, and or get get put back on the cleaning lady if it gets re-
0: renewed no, so. No. You'll be I mean, it's it's a it's a loose end that they need to they need to, you know, show us. I mean, t- tonight is the season finale We everyone's already anticipating what's going to happen. Um, but I'd like them to start season two on a, a, on a nice note with, you know, you coming back and, you know, f- Fee or Martha has your kids and you giving them a nice big hug and just, you know, giving that Martha, the, the wink, like, thank you. Thank you for keeping an eye on my kids. I mean, that's something that we, we would, we would, we as fans would love to see. I would definitely like to see that. And that way we're not asking, you know, Hey, is what happened to Gabby? She's still, she's still not, you know, I'm hoping, Season two gets picked up and I'm hoping, you know, you are back there um, and we see more of you in the future. Um, I, um, I want to thank you for jumping on. I want to thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for doing all that. Um, um, you are definitely welcome back to jump back on, you know, this show anytime you want. And you want to when that new show comes drops on FX, if you want to talk about it, you know, definitely you're definitely more than welcome to jump back on the show anytime you want to, to do all that.
1: Thank you. It was so much fun being a part of this. Oh,
0: man. You don't just it's it's one of those things. And, you know, I had Josette on last week and she described um, getting a part is like winning the lottery. Right. And she said, like, when you get a part, even at a callback, it's winning the lottery. this is my lottery right here. This to me, when I get a response back from you guys and you're like, yeah, I'd be more than happy to do it. I'm like, wow. You know, I'm just the guy who's doing this and I'm doing it it started off with martha that came down to miranda and i was like you know what let me see who i can get and let me see who was actually going to say yes and there's a few of you guys who were like yeah i'll be more than happy to share the story with you and it's just one of those things where i'm not part of the filming but i feel like i'm part of the family in a sense you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah um, totally
0: i have another one coming on wednesday i have another guest coming on on wednesday so so by wednesday the show will be over. So we'll be able to talk more about what's going on. I know you can't talk about the finale today and you better not bring it up because I don't want to hear it. No spoilers, please. (laughs) No spoilers, please. But good luck in the future. Good luck in what you're doing um, moving forward. And again, if you're definitely, you're definitely more than welcome to come back on the show anytime you want.
1: Thank you. I look forward to being back.
0: All right. Cosima Cabrera, everyone here on The Daily Podcast. You can catch her on The Cleaning Lady. She's on episode five, The Icebox. You guys got to watch that Icebox episode. If you guys have Hulu or even if you have Xfinity, just say The Cleaning Lady in your remote and then look for episode five, The Icebox. I mean, just that scene when you like when when Elodie like pops your finger back in. I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's it, it was a good episode, and it's one of those things where, you, you know, you definitely shined in that episode. And, you know, I would definitely want to see you back on, you know, Miranda. We want her back on season two. So bring her back on season two, Miranda. <laughs> so. Thank you. Kosama, thank you for coming on. And, again, um, good luck in the future and, you know, hope to talk to you soon. You
1: too. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Alright, that's Cosima Cabrera right there. I want to thank you guys for jumping on. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys. Douglas, thank you for always um, throwing out comments um, like that. And thank you guys for jumping on. Um, definitely catch The Cleaning Lady. It's on tonight here in the Bay Area. It's on at 9, 9 uh, on Fox. Um, go ahead and um, watch it then. If you guys haven't watched the whole episode of The Cleaning Lady, go ahead and download it either on Hulu or Xfinity like I said. Um, this podcasts will be uploaded on my daily podcast channel um, available on all podcast platforms apple google podcast spotify and amazon you could also watch the video either on my facebook but i do a lot of editing and i'm going to upload it on my youtube channel um, you can follow me on the daily vlogs with me eric b it's right there and the videos will be there in the next 20 30 minutes depending on how hungry i am and how how quick I can edit. But until next time, I want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for jumping on. I'm going to end the live stream now. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Daily Podcast with Eric B.